Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Mind Aware 51. We're redefining who we are and how we're supposed to live. That little four step transition transitions the inner critic into an inner coach. I really believe that it was that excitement and that passion and that, that drive that I had that kept me going. Oh my God, I love it here. Hey there, brain trainers, this is Dana Wild, and welcome to the Mind Aware Show, where we unveil the newest information on mindset, wealth, and more. Start your day with the Mind Aware, and now you feel like stepping up. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. Have you ever thought about quitting your day job and starting something new? Have you ever thought that maybe podcasting is your thing? Get the word out there. I mean, here you are. You're listening to this podcast. You obviously have got an affinity for podcasts. Well, what about that? Let's talk about the journey of podcasting. And we're going to do it with my most awesome guest, Dave Kirby. He is the host of One Simple Thing Podcast. Welcome, Dave. Yeah, Dana, it's so glad to be here. I get to return the favor because you are an awesome guest on my podcast. I am so excited to talk with you because I just had so many questions for you when I was on your podcast. And so I'm like, well, here's one way I'm going to be able to pick his brain, <laughs> get him on the show, and we'll talk about it. Why don't we start right there? What in the world ever got you into podcasting? Well, you know, I started in radio when I was 15 years old. Uh, I remember getting up at four o'clock in the morning on Saturday mornings, you know, couldn't go on dates on Friday nights because I had to get up early and go sign the radio station on and uh, just wanted to be a DJ. It was my life's dream to be a DJ. And I did it for a long time. And, you know, as I get older here and I've been in radio for now over 30 years. The landscape is changing so much, you know, with digital technology. And funny, as a guy who's been in radio for 30-plus years, I don't ever listen to the radio in my car. <laughs> you know, I'm listening to podcasts or I'm listening to music on Spotify or something like that. And as I, see, as I started to see the, you know, the industry go that direction, I thought, you know, how can I use what I already know in a way that kind of fits in with where we're headed? And I thought podcasting was just a natural fit. Plus, I've had a a long time interest in just kind of what makes people tick and kind of behavior and why we do what we do and that kind of thing. So it really is feeding both of those things for me. It's a it's a chance to do what I know and maybe do it in a new way and explore some new areas of my life and other people's lives as well. Well, and actually you just take team where I wanted to go too because one of the things I really like about your podcast is that you are helping people who want to build businesses, but you're coming at it from a different angle, much like we are here, with the idea that when you become a better you, then that's what's building your business. And so tell me a little bit more about that. How would you get that idea? You know, it's probably for personal experience, because if you 
you know, if you think about a mistake, you could be as a, an entrepreneur. I probably made it. <laughs> I burned myself out. You know, if for a long time I was a kind of a an independent contractor. So I worked in radio for you know a bunch of years and uh, did morning shows and all kinds of things. And then I started a production company and was doing production for. Uh, I moved to Nashville. Was doing a lot of radio spots for records and things like that, and tour spots and things. And so I was just kind of this independent contractor, and I had no boundaries in my life whatsoever. And I would big project came up, and I needed to pull an all nighter. I would do that, you know, or I would pile on every. You know, when you're an independent contractor, it's easy just to say yes, 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 because you never know when your next paycheck's coming. So I just learned to say yes, 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 and never say no. And just kept piling stuff on myself and just got to the point where the last few years, you know, maybe five years ago or so, I kind of hit a wall. I was depressed and I was burned out and I didn't know what to do next and started going to some therapy and counseling and that kind of thing. And I kind of learned this whole concept of boundaries and I kind of learned this idea that, you know, our lives really are like a three-legged stool. There's there's uh, emotional and there's spiritual and there's physical. And if one of those legs is too short, the whole stool becomes wobbly. And I realized that I had let things get so out of balance in my own life that the stool was really, really wobbly. And, I, you know, through a process, and I'm kind of still going through that process of learning to balance things and learning how to uh, learning how to build a better me. But I, I thought as I go through that process, why don't I share this journey with others as well? Because I'm sure there are other people that find themselves in that very same position. What a what a great way to explore it. And I love that analogy of the three-legged stool. So put this into a timeline for us. How many years ago did you start your podcast? You know, I just started it about a year and a half ago. Uh, we do a five-day-a-week podcast, so we're up to about 300 and almost 350 episodes we've done now. I like your concept, too. For those of you who haven't had a chance to listen in, he does a little tidbit every day over the week from one person. So you get these little shots of inspiration daily, and it's just such a, a one simple thing, right? Such a yes. brilliant idea. So did you find then that when you went into podcasting, did you – bring that same kind of mentality to it? Have you been able to keep balance and not go down the kind of freelancer contractor route with your podcast, or did you find yourself ever going back into those old habits? I had the idea for the podcast and didn't move on it probably as quickly as I should have because I was afraid that that would happen. You know, I didn't want to get myself into that position, but uh, I learned about the uh, the value of virtual assistants and hired a guy from the Philippines. His name is Manuel, and he has just been awesome. And so what it's kept me from having to do is do everything myself. Uh, my son also works here for me in my company, and uh, he kind of handles the technical end, and Manuel handles all the, the administrative end. And it, it So it's made it easy for me. I probably do a lot more things than I would do if I were on my own just because I wouldn't want to get overwhelmed. Right. Well, it seems overwhelming, I think, when people do it. Why do you think people get an idea like that and then are stopped? What do you think stops people from following through on their good ideas? You know, one of the things that I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think one of the fears that I had was kind of imposter syndrome, right? Okay. So I'm I'm doing this business podcast that I'm trying to help other people learn and grow. And then I look at so many areas of my life, like I, you know, like I just told you a few moments ago where I, you know, I'm still out of balance in some areas. So 
I think there's this whole like who am I <laughs> kind of kind of thing. And I you know, I think on the broadcasting side I'm more than qualified, but then I look at my own personal life and think, you know, who am I to tell people how to live their lives or whatever. Well, and that's a mindset jump, isn't it? Because I yeah. like the way you're doing it. You're talking about having people participate in the journey with you, and it's yeah. just brilliant, and people want to do that. It's an awesome way to go into it. Anything specific that you can think of that you had to go through, shift your mindset to say, no, I, I am qualified or I can do this? Like, What kind of things did you do to make that happen in your mind? You know, I think I just had to make that leap to go, you know what? What's the difference between me and anybody else who's been through a lot in their life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, other people have been through, you know, you, you hear people tell their story about how they were homeless or they were this or that or addicted to drugs. And, you know, it's, they've come through the other side and now they're helping other people. And I thought, you know, what's different for me from everybody else? And, and why can't I start a program where, yeah, uh, and I think that's a big mindset shift. Okay, yeah. instead of me being the guru up on the top of the mountain, what if I just take the journey with others and let them take it with me and we'll all learn this together? And I, I think whatever our struggle is, whatever that hump is that we got to get over, if we can learn to reframe it in a way that makes sense to us, then all of a sudden it, it brings us the freedom to be able to move forward. So I would say if you're stuck and you're not wanting to move forward, what, where are you stuck? And find a way to reframe that. And it's amazing how once you get that obstacle out of the way, things start to flow. Do you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think reframe is exactly the right word here. Being able to look at your current situation and find a way to look at it differently to move on. I mean, that's just a really great little cheat or tip that anybody can do because really, why not you? Why shouldn't you be the one to do it? You really get to be your authentic self, Dave, when you do it this way. That's the cool part about it. What I found, too, is, you know, back when I started, I said I said to myself, well, I'm not an expert. You know, who would want to listen to me? But after almost 350 episodes now, I'm becoming an expert, right? So it's a little bit at a time. I'm learning these principles, and I'm sitting at the, the feet of people like you and others that have uh, great wisdom. And so all of a sudden, I'm becoming an expert just through that simple uh, uh, idea of just showing up every day and doing what I do. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Did you ever get overwhelmed when you got into it, and did you have to do anything to just make it easier to actually accomplish it? Do you have any any tips or tricks for getting that done? I systematized everything. Uh, When I hired Manuel, my assistant, obviously, you know, I wanted him to do things like uh, posting my social media for me or taking the audio of the show and getting it posted to the server and then inserted into the website, etc., And I literally sat down and made workflows for those things step by step. I mean, some of the workflow lists probably have 30 or 40 points in them uh, where where I took it, even just the minute, like check this box, don't check this box, uncheck this box, you know, fill in this thing right here. Here's the format for the way the show name needs to look, et cetera. And literally created workflows so that I could hand that off to Manuel and first time out of the box, he could get it done right. And I just think that's such a uh, creating those workflows, those lists, those uh, bullet pointed items for us is such a a, it it takes a little longer on the front end. but Man, is it a huge time and stress saver on the back end. Well, and what an easy way to train somebody. That is so what a great idea. So by workflows, I just want to be clear. You're talking about literally here's the list of how to get this task done. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the task. Here are the steps you need to go through to uh, to get it done. 
Well, and what I'm thinking is you're taking stuff that could feel really overwhelming, and now you're breaking it into these bite-sized pieces. So it's doable not only by you, but by anybody else. Well, and here's the fact, too, that is if Manuel ever leaves and I have to hire somebody else to take his place, boom, hand them the list, and they're, they're up to speed uh, first day as well. Love that. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. I'm having a great talk with Dave Kirby. He is the host of One Simple Thing podcast. You can find him at one, that's number one, simplethingonline.com. He's got a great show. I just I know you're going to love it. It really resonates with me. And if you're listening to this show, I think you're going to find it a fit too. I'm going to be back in one second. And when I come back, I'm going to ask Dave, how is the best way to find your own manual? One moment. Have you checked out The Mind Aware on Facebook? At facebook.com slash themindaware. Discover daily mantras, inspiration, the latest brain information, and exclusive training on mindset, wealth, health, and more. That's facebook.com slash themindaware. Let's connect and kick your life up a notch. Hi, this is Dana Wild with The Mind Aware Show. Talking to Dave Kirby, he is the host of One Simple Thing podcast. You can check him out, by the way, over at onesimplethingonline.com. He's got a great daily show, lots of fun tips, and now we're getting the tips from him. He's been talking about how he created this systematized way of handling his workflow, and then he was able to outsource it so easily. And in fact, he could outsource it again and again and again because he's got it documented. And so since we're on the topic, Dave, I thought maybe you'd have some good tips for how to find the right person when you're looking for somebody to outsource work to. Well, I chose to go the overseas route. Uh, I heard a podcast with Chris Ducker, Mm -hmm. who owns a a company called virtualstafffinder.com. Uh, and they are specialized in uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines. And I paid a fee to them, and they set me up with some interviews. And uh, I interviewed uh, three people on via Skype. And I, I just felt like a connection with uh, this guy that I ended up hiring. His name's Manuel. And what's cool about the Philippines is that they speak really good English there because they have been a, a U.S. territory and had a, a, a close connection with the United States. So they speak really good English. In fact, Manuel went to high school in the United States and then moved back to the Philippines after that. So, wow. you know, it's been a, it's been a great connection for me, but, uh, you know, that just the idea of having that person. And I love the fact that I can send Manuel an email, you know, when I get done with my work day and when I get up the next morning, it's done because we're on totally different time schedules. Too. Nice. Yeah, that's a great, and that's a really, really good tip just to use a service like this service. Cause it's kind of like they're vetted then, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and again, you know, you get the chance to go through, they'll set you up with three or four interviews, and you could do a Skype interview with the potential candidates, and that was kind of a fun process to go through. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think there's a little fear of the unknown there. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that some entrepreneurs tend to uh, skew towards finding a VA here in the United States. I don't know, they just feel more comfortable with it. I Maybe I just got really lucky with Manuel, but I, I just feel like uh, he – provides the service I'm looking for. The the cost is much more reasonable than it would be with a VA here in the United States and probably half or a third of what it would cost me to hire a, a, a local VA. Well, and the tip stands either way, really, because even if you're going local, you can use a service that's vetted people. So it really mm-hmm. makes no difference where you're going. The idea is 
it saves you a lot of trouble. It's not like putting an ad on Craigslist or something and having to interview 150 people or something yeah, like you know, that, right? Meet, meet me at the dumpster behind the 7-Eleven and do the interview out there, right? No. <laughs> see, I can see you on morning radio so easily, Dave. It's so great. To me, the points probably you need to keep in mind is, you know, number one, uh, those workflows, you know, that's made it super simple for me to integrate Manuel into our business. Number two is communication. It's just learning to communicate back and forth and uh, and leaving your door open because Manuel will have questions, right? I'll say, hey, could you get this task done? And then he'll say, well, you know, I don't know what to do about this. So it's learning those communication skills so that up front I tell Manuel what I'm expecting from him, and then he delivers it to me. You know, nine times out of ten, he does an even better job than what I would have asked for. Right, right. It's really like that. We think we can do it all, but the reality is if we start to outsource some of this stuff, we get to work within our own gift set. You know, you're a fantastic interviewer. You've got an amazing voice. You are really great at developing community and an audience, and that's where you should be spending your time. It's fantastic. Before we close, I just want to see if you have any other things you want to say about mindset, because I know you spend a lot of time developing yourself, learning about things. And so what's on the horizon for you? How important is mindset to your shift? And what kinds of things are you doing to move in that direction? You know, it's funny because I've learned a lot about mindset uh, from you. Oh. Uh, you know, when you were a guest on my show, we did four interviews. Uh, you know, we, like you mentioned a little bit ago, we had the same guest on each day during that week. So and I mean, being able to talk to you and kind of get your advice about shifting your mindset was so valuable to me. But then beyond that, what I'm doing right now, in fact, is, is something I learned from you, which is to take limiting beliefs and replace them with empowering beliefs. And uh, I just got back the first draft from my graphic artist. We're actually making a chart that's got about 30 limiting beliefs on it. And right below it has a uh, replacement belief nice. uh, that you can replace it, uh, with it. And that, you know, that, again, that's something kind of that whole idea of mantras and really just zeroing in. You're going to be thinking about something, right? It's either going to be negative or positive, but you're going to think something. So we might as well spend our time focused on the thoughts that are going to empower us and make us better instead of the ones that are going to tear us down and make us worse. So I learned that from you, and now I'm taking it, hopefully helping some other people to find that freedom as well. That is so awesome. Well, that's exactly the perfect answer, Dave. <laughs> Great. What fun. Thank you so much for being here. This was really, really a joy. I'm beyond the age of having more children, but if I did, I'd name the next one Dana. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a soundbite. You can bet on that. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. Thank you. And thank you, everybody else, for listening in, too. Did you get this? How cool are these ideas that he had? And isn't it fun to think that you can outsource the things that you're not best at and you can go ahead and focus on your gifts? Check out some of these places. Check out the virtual assistants, whether it's overseas or whether it's in your backyard. Get those workflows going. Systematize stuff. When you've got that workflow, now it's in bite-sized pieces. It feels so much easier. Remember, you can reframe things so that they feel better to you. Put it in a way that you understand and that makes sense to you, and then you're going to move forward. You're not going to have those stoppers. And finally, change those limiting beliefs. Look at Dave. Talk about implementing He can do it. You can do it, too. And we will see you next time on The Mind Aware Show.
that's essentially it. You know, having hundreds or thousands of people paying you for information. The secret to making serious money month in and month out. And within a few days, I'd be able to start producing so much value. Get your pair of socks of the month. And then we have money. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.